Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be going into the second part of my series regarding how to prepare for dance competitions. The episode that I did prior to this was really talking about how to master everything that you need to in the studio and how to prepare for getting ready to go to competitions. Today in this episode, I'm really going to talk about what you can do while you're on your way to the competition, while you're at the competition, and that whole process. The following episode will really be discussing things related to how to cope with the different placement you may get, what to do after you've competed, and how to handle the constructive criticism that you receive in the most positive way. That way it is the most enriching experience possible for your life. One of the first things I want to discuss is that when you're going into competition, it's really important to address any insecurities that you may have especially when you're performing as a soloist or as a group in a group performance, it is really important to make sure that you have any insecurities addressed. Maybe you have insecurities about your facials or some of the things that we discussed in the previous episode related to stamina, alignment, core balance, strength, transitions, fluidity, picking up the movement or having mastery over the movement, connecting to your routine and the character that that involves vulnerability on stage, facials, things of that nature. So if you're having any insecurities related to that, or you might be having insecurities that have nothing to do with the performance, maybe you have other things that are going on in your life that really need addressing. I think that journaling these types of things and kind of giving yourself a pep talk about it or discussing it with somebody that you trust can really help you as a performer because if you go on stage and you're harboring insecurities about any aspect of yourself it really is not going to help your performance you want to have a lot of those things figured out as best as possible before going on stage another thing you want to remember prior to competition is why you are competing it's important to keep in the forefront of your memory why you're doing this. As a dancer, it is really valuable to go to competitions and be adjudicated by judges who have professional experience in the industry because they can give you other insights on how you can improve and it can really help you grow as a performer. It's also so important to have a different set of eyes on you other than your instructors that you normally work with. That way you can be getting different types of areas of growth. Many of the people that are judges have experience in the industry, either on Broadway, doing world tours, have commercial experience, television experience. They might've been competing as professional dancers. There are a lot of different ways that people can be involved in the industry and may have different insights to share with you. This will help you grow as a dancer and help you in auditions and at you know places where you might be wanting to get scholarships or just build your confidence in life and feel better in your own skin to be honest there's a lot of benefits you can take away from the competitive experience so although there are so many distractions that can go on within that realm of seeing other people that you know or into more fearful emotions of being scared to go on stage or see other people or feeling intimidated or feeling like self-worth issues like you're not good enough or all these things remember why you're doing it this is all for your growth and these are people that hopefully care about you and want you to get better I have had experience judging dance competitions and I find it to be really rewarding to be able to help performers strengthen areas through the corrections that I give them in ways that they may not be receiving that constructive criticism otherwise. It's really important that as a studio, if you're going to competitions and the people are not giving you 
really good feedback or they might just say nice costume, point your toes, nice job, (laughs) then I would actually reach out to the competition and make sure that they know that the feedback that they're giving is insufficient because if you are getting really poor feedback from a competition, it's important to vocalize that. That way they can either have their judges step up their game and give good criticisms and actually do their job, take that type of approach on it. It will actually help everyone be better because if you're not getting a lot of feedback, then that's not what you're paying for and that's really not the experience you should be having. You should be getting a decent amount of feedback, whether it's positive about the good things that you're doing or things that you can work on. That's essentially what you're paying for when you're going to a dance competition and putting yourself through that process. Another thing that's so important is to focus on you. There's so many other performers there and dancers, but you really have to focus on yourself while you're there. There's so much chaos that can be going on, especially backstage, but There's a lot of chaos that goes on in dance competitions, especially when you may have numbers that are back to back or you have quick costume changes, hair changes, all these types of things, or somebody forgot something and that's causing a rift or someone gets injured. There are so many different things that can happen, but you really have to focus on managing your energy well and making sure that you know your routine, you're ready to go, you're confident about what you need to do and that you're bringing that positive energy to the stage, whether it's a solo or group routine. Try not to get too distracted on what other people are doing because essentially they're trying to do their best as well. They're trying to grow as individuals and strive and become a better performer in the process of going through all of these challenging situations. Putting yourself out there on stage is a skill that has to be built. Some people are more comfortable with it than others. And the more you do it, just like anything else, the more comfortable you will get at it. Now, this is super key for me. The night before, on my way there, prior to going on stage, while I was doing my makeup, all these different things, listen to your music, especially if you have noise-canceling headphones, any type of headphones or like cordless headphones that oftentimes makes it a lot easier to practice, to be honest. But one thing that I do recommend is you don't have to do all of this. I oftentimes did do all of this, but I'm not recommending that everyone do this at all points. It's really important to, whether it's the night before, while you're sleeping, on your way to the competition, during your hair and makeup, or while you're warming up to be listening to your music. So one thing that I would do is I would put it, I would create a track list of all of the music that I would be competing the next day of all of my routines. Sometimes it was a lot, sometimes it was just a few, depending on the type of competition it was. Sometimes I would just be competing a solo. Um, So whatever music I was going to be competing, I would be playing it on repeat. That way I was running through the choreography mentally in my mind and remembering the specific areas and places that I wanted to emphasize, thinking about my facials, thinking about the corrections that I've got. I would review any video that I had done in rehearsal and any of the corrections that I received from previous competitions or gotten from my instructors. Keeping all of that in the forefront of your memory is really important because again, with everything that's going on at the competitions you can get kind of sucked into a lot of different things and get super distracted and then you end up getting nervous before you go on stage forgetting everything that's really important not really enjoying your experience and then you're like oh I'm getting the same corrections again because I didn't really focus and apply them 
you really want to take all of that into consideration. Keeping the music playing in your ears is really just going to help you focus a lot. I really don't recommend that dancers be sitting out in the audience in their costume, just watching a bunch of dances prior to performing, because you really should be focusing on your routine. I think unless it's cheering on another dancer that's from your studio or maybe a friend or something, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But at the same time, you want to remember why you're there, and that is to work on your routine. And it's not out of disrespect to anybody else, but it is staying focused on why you're there. I definitely recommend, and most studios recommend this as well, getting to the competition a couple hours early because sometimes they are running early as far as their scheduling. You don't know what kind of traffic you may hit or what type of arrangements the dressing rooms may have, what type of accessibility you will have to space or mirrors if you haven't done your makeup. Some people like to do their makeup at the competition. Some people like to do it before they leave and be all ready to go when they show up. Personally, I liked to have my hair and makeup done prior to leaving the house just so if I needed to do any touch-ups, I would have things to do that, but I wouldn't have to bring A, as much makeup with me because you already have a lot of stuff to carry. Um, I would just bring things to do touch-ups with as far as like hairspray, bobby pins, hair nets, all that type of stuff and have a few extra things on hand to help, you know, other girls, but I wouldn't have to bring like all of my stage makeup, which was like a lot of makeup. It would usually take me anywhere between like an hour and a half to two hours to do my stage makeup. And I spent a lot of time on it and I would do body makeup as well if I was not wearing tights or had open skin showing, um, which was a little bit different as well. Some people like to spray tan. Some people like to put body shimmer on or do body shading. I enjoyed doing that. So that was a part of my routine in regards to what I liked to do to prepare for the stage because I loved how my body would look with those things kind of added in. And um, I think it just, it made me feel even better about my stage presence. It doesn't obviously make up for the dance, but I think it can complement and really look nice if you do it well. However, while I would be doing all of that, I would also just be listening to my music and really focusing on what I was getting ready to do. That way, all of it was really focused on gearing me up towards my performance. So again, reviewing any videos or corrections, you can have your instructors make audio corrections even over the video that they take, or they can be video recording you and making corrections at the same time. That can be very helpful as well because then when you are either listening to the music, you can be listening to the audio of that video as you're running through your dance and have those corrections in your head. And when you're building kind of the neural pathways or remembering your music back, when you're performing it on stage or on the competition floor, whether you're at high school or different theater spaces, convention centers, whatever it is, when you're listening to the audio while you're actually performing it, it will trigger those things that you need to emphasize, which is really important because then you'll be actually applying those corrections in the moment. Prior to going on stage, it's really, really important to practice and condition. I think obviously getting to the competition a little bit ahead of time will give you some time to stretch and do anything that will help you condition before you go on stage. I know for me, I liked to do jumps, plies, oftentimes like a bar warm-up type of a situation 
do some abs, some planks, some different things that would just activate my muscles and get my center and my core engaged and my upper body strength engaged. Because oftentimes when you have a lot of adrenaline before you're going on stage, your body can feel really, really loose and light. When you really take time to condition your muscles prior to going on stage, it will make it easier for you to activate the ones that you need and feel them in your posture when you're out on stage because it's not going to be the same when you might have, you know, been in your ballet class and had two technique classes prior to that and you're kind of struggling through it. You're not going to have that adrenaline in your ballet class that you are prior to going on stage. It's really good to condition and work the areas that you need to, whether that's doing hip raises, ab work, planks, jumps, adagio, bar work to work on your port bra all these types of things, some lunges. Also, another thing that I personally like to include is using ankle weights. Using ankle weights actually can help you stretch a little bit further. You can use your strength to increase your inflexibility, but it's important if you're going to be wearing ankle weights prior to going on stage that you have experience conditioning with ankle weights. So if you have a stretch and strength in class or a class that is more geared toward technique that you are practicing with those one to two pound ankle weights in your conditioning class. Otherwise, you can injure yourself and potentially tear muscles if you have that extra bit of weight. Either, you know, there are different types of weights that you can either wrap around your entire calf so it distributes the weight a little bit differently. I personally don't have experience using those, but I do think that when you have ankle weights on prior to going on stage, when you're doing your routine, it's going to activate the muscles that you need. It's going to cause you to feel a little bit heavier. And then when you take those weights off, you're going to feel a lot lighter. So when you do your jumps, when you do your batmas, everything, your legs and your extremities are going to feel a lot lighter. And you can put these on your wrists and your ankles to kind of work through that activation. And for me personally, I feel like wearing ankle weights on my wrists or ankles kind of helped calm me down to a certain extent, similar to the effects of like a weighted blanket, if anyone has experience with that. But there's a settling feeling to, you know, having weights on. So That can be really helpful prior to going on stage. And again, these are things that you can be wearing during your warm-up, during your stretching, and they oftentimes are really, really efficient as far as how to pack them. They don't take up a ton of space. Another thing you can bring is stretch bands, whether you want to bring them for your feet or ones that will wrap around your knees or your ankles and do some exercises that will activate your muscles that way or you can put them around your hands and do some exercises in regards to strengthening your arms and activating different upper body strength muscles as well. Kind of already touched on this but I feel like it is really important to not be sitting in the audience prior to performing because then there's a couple different things that can happen. You can get psyched out by watching other people that might be competing in your category. You could be running behind and not realize where you are in the lineup. It is really important to be backstage at least a half an hour before you're about to go on stage, check in with the stage manager and make sure that they have your music and all of that, which is a combined effort between you, your choreographer and your studio director to make sure all of that is managed properly. 
or whoever's helping you backstage. It's not always going to be your choreographer, but whatever designated person or parent, depending on the studio that you're at, is meant to be back there putting you on stage. It's really important that you are back there ready to go. Again, listening to your music and staying focused, not necessarily goofing off with other dancers backstage, but really with your group, reviewing corrections, making sure you're ready to go. That way, when you go on the stage, you're really focused and organized. Also, make sure you're hydrated, but do make sure that you go to the bathroom. I would say 10 to 15 minutes before you're going to hit the stage because more than likely you're going to feel like you have to go to the bathroom right before you go on stage. This is a very common feeling. And it's kind of uncomfortable if you actually really do have to go to the bathroom and it can affect your performance because you might be kind of so distracted with that that you won't have your routines at the top of mind. So make sure you're staying hydrated, but that you also go to the bathroom prior to the stage. Another thing you can do is if you notice that you have a lot of anxiety prior to going on stage is manage your breathing. One of the tricks that I like to use that's helped me in multiple aspects of my life is lengthening my breathing. So what that sounds like, and you can even use your music that you're warming up to or that you know, is the routine that you are going to be performing and you have that audio in your buds or your headphones or whatever, you can inhale for half the amount of time that you exhale. So an easy way to do it sometimes is inhale for four counts, exhale for eight. And you do that consistently for an extended period of time. And what that does is it kind of tricks your nervous system into helping your body relax and it tricks your body into believing it's more relaxed than it is. <laughs> so for a lot of people going on stage and performing a routine maybe that they have done before or whatever the circumstance is can be nerve wracking. So if you are able to practice this breathing exercise in a variety of different environments, whether you are using it to stretch or you use it in other ways in your life when you do feel kind of emotions of anxiety come up, it can be really, really helpful. I know that it's something that I have really helped my dancers try to employ when they're stretching because if you're holding your breath and your body's really tense while you're trying to stretch, it's just not going to be as efficient of an experience. You want your body and your mind to be really relaxed when you're stretching. So whether that means turning on some type of like relaxing music or music that may not necessarily be known as relaxing, but it relaxes you. You may want to put that on to help you just chill for a sec before you go on stage and, and connect with your body. So even if there's a performer on stage and you're about to go on next, obviously they're probably more than likely going to have an eight count or if it's more of a contemporary modern routine, they might be having really fluid music that doesn't really have structured counts but you can kind of either use your pulse or you can just count in your head, count to four, exhale for eight, or count to five, exhale for 10, whatever amount. But really the longer you can make your exhales and, you know, for example, if you want to inhale for 10 counts and exhale for 20, the more you lengthen it, the more relaxation you're going to have, to be honest. So, and you can even start in gradual increments, like inhale for two, exhale for four, inhale for three, exhale for six, you know, and just build up to as long as you possibly can. And then you'll be really focused and centered prior to going on stage. Also, if you're having any insecurities, again, I feel like it's really important to affirm yourself 
that you're going to go out there and do your best. And hopefully you have people around you that are going to do this. Speaking from experience, I really did my best to affirm the other girls around me when we had group routines. And I did dance with some pretty hardcore divas when I was growing up. I'm not going to like mention any specific names, but because I'm not interested in like shading anybody in particular, but there were some dancers that I did dance with growing up where they would actually mock me for trying to affirm them. And that was, you know, obviously a really toxic experience. And I think that sometimes you aren't going to vibe with everybody that you dance with, but you can at least affirm yourself that you're going to do the best job possible. I hope and pray for everybody that the studio culture they dance with is, or you know, the studio culture that they dance at is like really positive and uplifting and everybody gets along and the studio direction really is geared in such a way where people are collaborative and positive towards each other and don't look for the differences. But the fact of the matter is when you're working with a bunch of like teenage girls that are (laughs) oftentimes can be entitled in a certain way or feel entitled in a certain way, and performing routines that might be taking on a character and they're getting a little too into it (laughs) and like being too much of a diva to the point where it's actually very off-putting to people around them. Save the character for the stage. Be a kind and humble person in real life. Like that's some life lessons right there. Nobody likes to be around someone who's like totally full of themselves and rude to other people. And it's definitely a turnoff. You'd never want to act like that. And I have to say the people that I've been around that are the most successful within their career in the the field which they work, they don't act in that way. They're kind, they're gracious, and they are really respectful to everyone around them. So if you don't have people modeling that type of behavior around you, take it from me. It is not a good look to be disrespectful to people. It is not going to get you far at all. And if you see that you think it's working for somebody else, trust me, eventually it will catch up to them and it's not going to be a positive thing. So affirm yourself, practice affirmations, whether you want to find some affirmations that you really connect with, create an audio of it and listen to it prior to going on stage. That can be another really positive thing. Sometimes we don't even get the affirmation from people that we want it from the most. Sometimes that's our parents or our instructors or our peers. But the most important thing you can do is make sure you give that affirmation to yourself because when you empower yourself to be like, it's okay for me to cheer myself on, you are able to enjoy the company of other people around you without much expectation and do it from a place of confidence and have that come from within. Now, when you go out on stage, it's really important to apply everything in that moment. Enjoy your time on stage. You want to connect with the music, yourself, the choreography, the judges, and the audience all at the same time. And this is where all the mental prep and all of the studio prep comes together. So you really want to live in the moment when you're on stage and enjoy each moment, be intentional with each movement, be thoughtful about each sequence you go into, and really, really pay attention to how you're managing your energy throughout your routine. If there are certain areas where you know that you need to take a deep breath or gear up for something or plie a little bit deeper or 
use a lot more strength in your arms or hit a certain facial or connect with the judges at a certain point, then take the opportunities to do that. Think about it all prior to going on stage, have it be premeditated. And when you go on stage, really hit it hard and give it everything you possibly can. Another thing you really want to make sure you do is stick to your routine. When you're on stage, don't go into like, oh, I'm just going to improv here. Like if it's not choreographed for you to have that allowed space to do that, stick to your routine. If you forget your routine, keep going and just pick up from wherever you left off but don't switch up things too much. Again, you want to practice as much ahead of time to prevent yourself from forgetting your routine. So make sure you are really well practiced because the potential of forgetting your routine is absolutely something that can happen. I don't think I mentioned this in a prior episode, but it is really important to also practice doing your routine not in front of a mirror, whether that's doing it facing the back wall. It's a very ex- different experience performing in front of a mirror versus performing in front of kind of a blank canvas, which when you are performing in front of an audience, it's just kind of like black space. If you're on a stage or in a theater, that's kind of what it seems like. And if the house lights aren't on, that is what it feels like. You're just looking out and you see kind of the outlines of heads and bodies and all that type of stuff that you don't really have a mirror to look into. You can't see what you look like and depth perception as far as spacing on the stage, how it's blocked, all of that type of stuff is really something that you have to do prior to getting on the stage. When you come off stage, it's really important to be proud of yourself. A lot of dancers can come off and they are immediately going to, oh, I fell out of this. I did this wrong or this wasn't good enough or oh my gosh, I don't know. Or you're just like breathing and trying to catch your breath and not like (laughs) die of having a lack of oxygen because some routines um, are really challenging. I know that that was definitely something that I, I dealt with growing up is you really have to make sure your stamina is taken care of. And if you are competing on a stage where the judges can see how you're coming off, you want to do it as dignified as possible. So when you're done with your dance, obviously you want to bow, thank the judges, acknowledge the audience, and then head off stage and go <laughs> heave as much as you need to in an area where someone's not going to see you. <laughs> but You really want to be proud of yourself and be accepting of the affirmation if other people are trying to tell you like, oh, good job, like really accept that because so many times you can come off stage and feel so like headstrong on acknowledging every single thing that you did wrong or wanting to acknowledge it before somebody else does and be like, oh no, I know it wasn't perfect. I know it wasn't good enough, blah, 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 blah. But Take time to really emphasize the things that you did do well, even if it's just for yourself. Be open to the constructive criticism from your, you know, dance instructor or whoever is helping you kind of recoup. Take time if the competition offers you an ability to review the video or any photos so you can kind of see what you looked like from the stage and Oftentimes, there's going to be a waiting period prior to receiving your awards. So you don't want to be ruminating on every single mistake that you did and being hard on yourself. If you messed up, it's really important to learn from it. And that's an area which you can grow from. There are plenty of times that I came off stage where there were like minor screw ups or really big ones. And it's so important to remember just to 
take it easy on yourself. It's one performance. Oftentimes, there will be another opportunity. Sometimes there isn't. I remember, you know, we got to the finals of one of the national competitions when I was in high school. And one of the girls in our group, when we were in finals, walked off the wrong direction. And there is a high potential that that did not allow. We came in second place and there's a very high potential that that's why. Because when you're competing at that high le- that high of a level and everybody else has really been taking care of their routines just as much, every little detail really matters. And sometimes you don't get a second chance to redo it. So that's why, again, it's so important to do the work of preparation ahead of time as much as possible. Make sure you're on the same page as your team members as far as little details of which way you're walking off stage. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen dancers where like half of them go one way or one person walks off the completely wrong direction. And it does affect the score. You know, if you're not organized with how your, you know, togetherness is going with your team, that shows. And if another team might have the same level of performance but doesn't have that issue, there's a difference. And a lot of judging as far as what is taking place at dance competitions is subjective. It's not so straightforward Whereas if, you know, in basketball, if you shoot from a certain line, you get a certain amount of points or there are very clear lines as far as what's a penalty. You know, in dance, it's a lot more subjective and you really have to have a trained eye as a judge to decipher out those things that matter and the things that are not important and what qualifies a deduction versus what is a positive about the performance. So know that when you are being adjudicated, it is subjective as far as the feedback that you're getting. And you might go to a competition one week and the judges are not vibing with your performance and they give you all these different critiques that you're like, whoa, I'd never even heard this before. Take them, do what you can with them. And even if it means disregarding some of them, you might have to do that as well. But you could go to a competition one or, you know, whatever that, whenever it is, a couple weeks later or a month later, whatever it is, and it could be a totally different experience. So good or bad, you know, um, higher or lower scoring. And that's why I feel like it's really always important to remain humble because oftentimes if you're competing within the same community, you can be around the same dancers a lot of the time. And sometimes you guys might score above or below each other, but it's always important to really make sure you're congratulatory and kind and respectful to the other people around you because they're going through the same thing too. It's difficult for them to be putting themselves out there and it's, you know, way better to be cheering people on, you know, even if they don't go to the same studio as you, just congratulate them and even, you know, network with them or connect with them on some way if you feel so inclined to and it feels natural and not forced or fake, go ahead and do that. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. And it's always good to have people in your community as spread out as it may be that you share similar interests with and you're able to uplift one another in a positive way. The longer you stay in the dance community, the longer you like you realize the smaller it is. And it's just good to have people there that are in your corner and cheering you on and supportive. So, and it's good to be that way towards other people. And it's so important, especially to do that for yourself, even in times where dance is such a realm where, again, being that it's subjective, 
it, you know, it can cause people to be hypercritical on themselves and really take people into places that can be really dark. And that's not what competition's meant to do. You should not hopefully be leaving competitions feeling like horrible about yourself um, to the extent where it's bringing you to tears. I will be so open and honest about like, I definitely had experiences where I was so hard on myself, where I was like crying and like really, really upset with my performance. And sometimes that's a phase that you need to go through. If you really get upset with yourself <laughs> because you really are unhappy with the results or, you know, and that's a, another thing that's important too but I'll get to that in the next episode. What you want to do, especially after you're done performing your solo, is reflect, be around the people that you can, cheer their dancers on if you can. If you're done for the day, obviously like take off your hair and makeup and put something a little bit more simpler on or your warm-ups, moo-moos, whatever, um, dance studio gear to prepare you for awards. Because, you know, to an extent, you do still want to look presentable, but I don't recommend people staying in their costumes a long time because oftentimes there's rhinestoning and, you know, you might be eating or something like that. So I would say keep your costume on for as little amount of time as you need to to keep it clean and, you know, away from any potential stains and things or any issues where it might get damaged or snag on something or rhinestones would be coming off. You really want to wear your costume for the stage. And if you're not performing in it anymore, take it off, put it away, put on your warmups and get a little bit more comfortable in if you have a break between performances or if you are done for the day, just pack up all of your stuff, make sure it's ready to go. That way after awards, you can just get on out of there and you're not stressing out your parents <laughs> with cleaning up all of your stuff. Also be super respectful to your parents if you're there. Sometimes it gets so hectic and if your parent is able to be there and help you through the stress of the situation, make sure you acknowledge them. Make sure you acknowledge all the people that are there, whether it's your studio owner, your dance instructors, other parents that might be helping you kind of like, you know, with your costumes, your hair or whatever backstage. It's really important to just be very, very grateful for everyone who's making it all happen because it's not just about you, although you do have to take responsibility for yourself and it is about you growing as a performer, there's a lot of people that go into making it all happen from the stage production, the competition, organizer, the venue. You know, you just want to have in the moments when it feels authentic, express that gratitude to the people that are there. It's always feels nice to be on the receiving end of that. 